Now you don't want to get him upset. Throws thunder from Sam Cassidy. Definitely blood from the mouth. He's a big boy though. Swinging left from Cassidy. Welcome to Striker Chat, bringing you the story and characters of Australian Muay Thai with your hosts, Nack Moy, Sammy Cassidy, and your not so Nack Moy, Old Man Boogie. Side leg kick tries to trip him. That's a tough cookie though. He's taking all of what Panda Banks is throwing at him right now. Good back hand there from Cassidy. You are the talented. We are rocking and rolling the Amanda. Ooh, and welcome to episode nine. 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 We're doing all right, yeah? We're doing all right. I think we're doing all right. People seem to say we're doing all right. Ah, oh, we're doing all right. I'm having, I'm having a good time as long as you're having a good time. That's all it is, mate. <laughs> ah, well, let's get into it. Uh, Sammy, how you been, mate? How's the week been? Good, mate. Good. So, Saturday today. It is. The gym finally had its first class in... Uh, I think it was like 85 days or something I from the so. last lockdown. And but how good was it? How mate, good was it? Vibe was up. People what, were in. Yep. It was packed. It was just good. You're, yelling, good. you're yelling yelling, at instructions and yeah, making yelling, sure. pushing people pushing over. Pushing people. <laughs> <laughs> just being a bully, you know. Just because uh, lockdown was on doesn't mean their form should have been that shit. But <laughs> well, speaking of training, I've seen you. You've been hitting the training a lot. lot yeah, late. back into it, mate. Yeah. Back into it. You know, got to get the summer six-pack ready, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you coming up for a fight or something? Oh, possibly, possibly. Yeah? No, no exclusives just yet. Mm-hmm. It will be a striker chat exclusive though. Oh, wicked. That, that working, I'm looking forward to in that. The works, but yeah. I'm looking forward to that one, A lot mate. of politics and borders and all this mm-hmm. sort of shit to get through, so. And how about yourself, Bond? How are you going, mate? Everything's back to normal now? Everything's back to normal. Back at work? Oh, nice. Yeah. I've given the um, the going home a, uh, a bit of a back burner, put that on the back burner. Yeah. Man, I've applied fucking, what, 10 times? Yeah, not by choice, by force. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, and they've rejected me 10 times. And, like, according to the leader over there, we're not, he's not letting anyone in for till after January or something. Or so, I'm like, look, I'll just, I'll just put that on the back burner and I'm going to be here in Melbourne for the A little bit longer, mate. A little bit longer. <laughs> training here at the Super Fight and, uh, yeah, and just doing the podcast with you and uh, and... Well, at least, at least things are starting to kind of get back to normal now, so it's it's not as difficult as as it was before. So yeah, there's well, a little bit of a vibe around Melbourne now, but there's still still a long, long way to go. Yeah, well, the vibes there, the yeah. vibes there, and we can continue on there, mate. But um, yeah, I was speaking to Tiff as well during the week. Yeah, yeah, and she was telling me that um, she's. I thought you know we we thought that she was going to be fighting yeah. tonight. It's Saturday, yeah, fighting tonight. Her opponent pulled out. I'm not, I haven't gone into detail with it mm. i don't know if it was an injury or whatever it was but yeah that's sad because like we you know when we interviewed tiff she said she's coming to the end of her well you know the closing stages of her career so everything mm. like this or pull outs and that make it just that a little bit more difficult than it than it would be you know earlier on in your career mm, yeah so commiserations i suppose is the the term for that tiff but hopefully something's in the works soon. But yeah, so Muay Thai Grand Prix on tonight. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. We, you know, we want to give a shout out and good luck to the boys tonight down at the pit. The pit boys, mate. Caleb, Moo and Brandon, their new fighter. Brandon. Yeah, Hardcastle, Hardcastle yeah. Tyler's brother. Yeah. Well, good luck to them tonight. I'm pretty excited about the next guest. The, the yeah. next guest is William. 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 Yeah. He's, uh, I suppose, Muay Thai royalty of sorts. He's probably, I'm pretty sure he, he's won a few awards, the... Um, the Muay Thai Australia so, Awards yeah. for Photographer of the Year and things like that. Nah, well, he's, he's a gun. He's a weapon. He's a hard working man, and like, like, like you know, we'll find out in the interview and everything like that after the break. Bring we'll, on Mr. Lou. We have combat sport photographer 
William Lee. And welcome back. William is a designer, a photographer, and a martial artist. He has been involved with many fight promotions around the country. His work ethic, his passion, and his eye for detail has earned him the reputation as one of the premier photographers in combat sport, not just in Australia, but the world. Even the UFC wants, wants his services. Let's give a striking warm welcome to William Luke. Thanks, Bindi. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate that. Dude, I appreciate you fucking making the time to come on, man, because you know, you're one of the people I, I, I see at every fight promotion here in Melbourne. And obviously, I watched it when, I, when I watch the live streams and everything like that, I see you working your box off. Um, and man, I know, I know what type of work you do, and, and, and I'm, I'm in awe. I'm in awe, and I appreciate you coming on board, mate. I remember, man, the first time meeting you backstage at a Rebellion show, Toby was fighting somewhere on a card. And I remember you speaking to you backstage. And I don't know, when I, when I talked to you, I got the feeling that you knew what I did. So there wasn't much flopping around. Yeah. It's like, it was that nice appreciation. So it was, yeah, that was my um, first time meeting you. I, I just got appreciation for um, um, the visual stuff, um, mm. that visual arts. And um, just your photography and just the way you capture shit, man. Enough pissing in each other's pocket, bro. But uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you got to start somewhere. Mate, let's start from the beginning. Where were you born? What's your background? All right. We're going back, way back, huh? Let's go back. Let's go back. This is what this, is what, this, is what this podcast is all about. I mean, um, with Sammy and myself, I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm all about personalities and conversations and connections. <clears> and that's what I do. Sammy is the same but he's more with the technical side of Muay Thai and he's he 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 brings the Muay Thai side to it I just bring the enthusiasm that's all I do yeah. but yeah I mean just your background and, and where, where, where you come from yeah man so I'm Melbourne born and bred yeah Melbourne boy here at my parents they're from uh, Chinese Vietnamese and Cambodian descent yeah so well, I've got that background great mix but growing up <laughs> Yeah, yeah, not bad. But growing up, there was nothing exciting about my childhood. Pretty timid kid. Mm. Uh, I remember growing up from, you know, before I was 10 and in my early teens, I wanted nothing to do with martial arts or fighting because growing up then, I was a very shy kid. It was That kind of aspect was too intimidating for me. Mm -hmm. But then gradually, I fell into it. So I think a turning point for me, like most kids, 16, 17, mm -hmm. I wanted a challenge. I wanted to get more confidence and more strength. So I went with a high school friend of mine to my first gym, which was a Hapkido and Taekwondo gym. Okay, yeah. And that was a great that was a great start back then, you know. Mm -hmm. And from there, it sort of snowboarded on my interest into martial arts, starting watching all the old school Hong Kong, Chinese kung fu movies. So you're you can't about miss Jack, them. Jackie Chan, Drunken Warrior, all them, all them sorts of stuff. You get your mainstream ones, but then yeah. you get your old school ones like the Thirty Six Chamber and oh, those yes. wacky, yeah, yes. All those old Cantonese, was that, were they, were they can, in Cantonese, were they, their, their movies? Or Most of them were Cantonese by yeah. the Shaw Brothers. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, so I was watching those movies, the old K1 Max days from 2006, 2007, mm -hmm. early UFCs, and the Contender Asia just took off. That was 2008. 2008, yeah. Yeah. And well, that was a great, that was a great um, introduction to Muay Thai, you know? Mm -hmm. That was when I first got to know Wayne Parr, you know, he was the face of Australian Australia, Muay still yeah. is. Yeah, the goat. And, and he it was is the goat. The goat. He, yeah, he, he, he was the goat. Arguably the goat. Yeah. I mean, that was my that was me starting out. And then like after all these years, you know, it's a privilege to be able to talk to him and know him now. Yeah. So from from then, from when I started doing traditional martial arts, I gradually moved into Muay Thai. But back then when I was training, 
there weren't that many schools offering Muay Thai classes. Mm-hmm. So what I what I found was a BJC style Muay Thai class, which is more Bob, of your Zendo Kai style. Yeah. Bob Jones. Bob Jones Corporation. Yeah, because yeah, that's yeah. it was pretty big in Perth as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I did that twice a week, uh, two one night, one hour a night, twice a week, mm-hmm. which is nothing compared to what people have these days. But it was still a good start for me to train. And from there, I did get a bit of taste of real Muay Thai training because back then, Sit Your Tongue was still around, Sword ah, Pet was still around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did some training there as well, and that kind of opened my eyes to real Muay Thai training, yeah. like fight training. What? And what, it was actually... What was it that actually... What is it that actually draws you to Muay Thai? I don't know. I think, well, you know, everyone says that Muay Thai is the best sport and the best martial arts compared to all of them. And it is, it is quite brutal. <laughs> it's a brutal The main thing is yeah. moving from like a traditional martial arts where you do your cool side roundhouse kicks, spinning jump hook mm. kicks. It's great in the movies, but man, in terms of practical use, it's practical. you don't get much out of that. Yeah. No, nah, like it's, it's just, right. You're right. It's an eye opener learning, you know, basic raw techniques like you find in Muay Thai. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then just so happened to be when I was training at, uh, sit your tongue with Jeb. He was also co-promoting a Muay Thai show back in the day called Prosecution. Okay, so I mean, what suburb, what what area were you, were you talking? Oh. You grew up. Sorry, mate. I grew up in I grew up in Kensington, which was like inner west. Yeah, inner, I know the, inner I know, west in the CBD. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Flemington around that area. Yeah, it's all those really areas? close to the pavilion. Okay, yeah, of yeah. course, yeah. But back in well. I'm not that old, but back in my day, there weren't that many <laughs> gyms around. So I was just going for the nearest gym because I wasn't driving at the time, just seeing what they offered. Mm-hmm. And that's where I found those places, those gyms. And then from there, I met my my friends and my coaches, Dennis Kelly and Philip Lai. Okay, from yeah. From the Australian Combat Sports Academy, which oh. I'm still with now. And I've been with them for 10 years. Are you still, and yeah, through, and you're still training? Yeah. 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 And it's through them that transitioned my interest as a martial artist to more of a competitive side of things. Mm-hmm. So they started the Mixed Martial Arts Academy. Back then it was called Nemesis Martial Arts. And they were just starting out as I was starting Nemesis. out too. Was that was that a fight promotion at one stage? I'm not sure. No, that was a fight promotion in Perth. Just oh, okay. D- different, 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 different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Got ya. Yeah. And it was through them that I started competing in mixed martial arts. I had grappling bouts from them too, had some stand-up fights from them too. So they led me through the whole the whole nine yards, man. Yeah. I mean, um, so, event, yeah. Yeah, so you've obviously you've, you've competed in and, and fought in MMA. Yeah. And what's your record there? My mixed martial arts record is yeah. three and zero. Three you won all three. All by, yeah, Sorry? all by submission. Nothing. Yeah, all by submission. So, so you you are a a, a BJJ practitioner too. Yes, I've what had you, some. Um, is it practitioner or player? Nuts. They're not fighters. What do you call a fucking wrestler? Are they? Pl- that's, that's a very debatable, debatable yeah. man. To me, I'm not fussed. Some, a lot of strikers hate using the term fighters for that art because, to, yeah. in their opinion, it's not really fight. For me, it doesn't matter. Competitor, well, judo people like to be called judo players. Ju- players? Me, yeah. So doesn't yeah. doesn't bother me. Oh, yeah. I, I call whatever. I so I had three, martial, three yep. MMA fights with them. Yep. One of them all had uh, two or three Muay Thai fights and a handful of grappling bouts as well. So... Nothing serious, just in my early years of training. And mm-hmm. then gradually I moved on to a assistant coaching role at the gym, okay. helping out with Muay Thai, yep, yep. which stopped when COVID happened. But I'm still involved in the gym. 
Oh, good. No, I see you still yeah. training and everything like that. I see some of the posts you put up there and fucking the way you train, you're, 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 you're an animal, bro. You and your missus. Well, like, you and your missus get in there. <laughs> and do it, mate. That's good. Well, that's, that's how I met her for the gym. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice, mate. Here's a fun fact. I actually met her when I was teaching uh, all females uh, kickboxing whoa, 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 whoa. Can't, we can't be doing that, mate. You can't, uh, you can't, be, dating, <laughs> you can't be dating your students there. I was like, no, I'm only joking. Just a joke. Just a joke. It's faster stop now. <laughs> Good. It's good. It's good. After a break, we chat about William's passion for photography and martial arts and how he became the best combat sports photographer in Australia. And welcome back. Photography. Has photography been a always been a, a passion for you? Well, here's a fun fact, man. Yeah. I had z zero formal training, any training at all in photography. Really? Nothing at all. So you've learned yeah. everything that you do now, you've learned on the job. Hold on. I'll learn on the job. So how it happened was in my early days of training, this was when I was already in fight training. Yeah. I had an injury and I couldn't walk properly for a few weeks. So I took a camera from home took it to the gym yeah, and yeah. Then started from there because in the early days when you're starting training you wanted you want to be involved in the gym as much as you can so even if I, if I wasn't training I was just there to watch and learn techniques and then yeah, I figured yeah. it's a great place to bring a camera out test things out and play with it and from there I began capturing photos just for my own reference to help promote the gym back then and we're yep. talking 2010 in the early days really before Facebook and Insta and TikTok yeah and that's where i learned my craft and i learned the whole aspect of photography composition and that whole thing through martial arts oh really so it kind of it kind of evolved as i evolved as a martial artist and a fighter you know learning along the way being humble learning from your mistakes and just improving along the way i think that's the best i think that's life isn't it you've been humble yeah, and learning it, from your fucking mistakes it's <laughs> a lot easier said than done, man. Yeah, like I tell people I this story, a lot of people don't believe it or they don't want to do it because it takes time. It just there's no easy answer to it. And it's all because of the gym culture built by my coaches, Dennis and Phil. It's one of those gym environments where everyone's in the gym every night. Mm -hmm. You're not there because you're in a fight. You're there regardless to help your friends out. And that's what drew me to the gym. Mm -hmm. And that's what kept me there ever since. But you've got, I mean, you, you, a work ethic is a you know, it's, it builds. And you got to learn that from somewhere. It's obviously that you had hardworking parents as well. I mean, you would have got oh, that yeah. from them. And and then just the hard work always comes to fruition. My, my old man used to always fucking tell me just to, just to knuckle down and just do the work. And I used hmm. to always tell him, fuck off. <laughs> what are you talking about, you old bugger? And now I realise that it does. You know, you got to put in you got to put in the yards. You know, you yeah. just and you got to and, and to to move forward, you have the 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 um you have to apply yourself. The application and the dedication, if you want to fucking do well, is it has to yeah. be there. But it's all that groundwork that no one sees from the outside. Um, my coach Philip Lai, he actually made a viral post a year or two ago. It's yeah, a picture okay. of an iceberg, of a Muay Thai chart or whatever, <laughs> and the tip of the iceberg. You see that one? Yeah, that's his yeah, work. People yeah. began ripping it off too, showing yeah. like what you see at the end is like the fight result, but what you don't see. It's all the hard work, pad wearing training, yeah, which mm. is which applies in life, you know? Mm -hmm. What mm. we do, what you do. Yeah. Your eye for photography and your eye to capture the right moment. Does your mm. do you think your martial arts um, background has an advantage of you 
going, oh, fucking all, oh, this guy's in a bit of trouble. I'm ready to take this photo type of thing. Would that, do you think that comes into, into play? You know what? If you asked me a few years ago, I would have said yes, for sure. But like I see a lot of people, they do great work too. I don't think anything I do is special. It's just what I do works with what my style is and my personality. Yeah, that's, yeah. How, that's how I work. Yes, but just touching yeah. on that exactly, as a creator, you have to be—you have to show yourself. You can't fuck around. Definitely. You have to be honest with your work because people, Definitely. people will fucking, just people will see that you're faking it. And people know fakers, yeah. you know? So yeah, that's, that's, you have to be honest with you. And it does come through. It does. It it's a bit like, through. yeah, it's a bit like my music because music was one of my first passions before finding martial ah, arts. Ah, hold on. This is it's, a, it's all coming together. It's a bit like <laughs> when you're learning, when you want to play music, yeah. you learn from other artists like the Beatles or Zeppelin, you learn the basics and then you can go out to make your own thing. Yeah. But when you start taking that music and saying it's your own, that's mm -hmm. when you, you start lying to, start lying to people. Same with photography. I, when I started out, I started hitting up people who I looked up to out in America, like a photographer named Scott Herano. I looked at his photos, yeah. get some, got some ideas. I'll show you afterwards. Yeah. And then I began talking to him, getting inspiration. And then after a few years, I began branching out to do my own thing. Yeah. I think that's the, that's a really good way to work, you know, being inspired and then finding your own way afterwards. Don't just go out there and steal someone's work. Otherwise yeah. you have no guiding point to work with. Yes, exactly. You, you got to start from your own original thought, and then yeah. you can go. Oh, I care. Oh, what's 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 so and so doing, and how is he doing? Yeah. yeah. And then more like a, a an homage to him, maybe, or, or to this person. Definitely. You know what I mean? Definitely. And another point I want to touch on. I've been mentioning this the last few years. An analogy I like to give with my camera gear. It's almost like training gear. A lot of people ask me, "Hey, Will, you take some nice photos. What gear do you use? What camera do you use?" It doesn't matter. It's about what you know and how you use the thing. It's like asking someone like Sammy, oh, you kick really well. What kind of gloves do you use? What's the stitching that you use? What, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's that like? It doesn't yeah. matter. It comes down to how he uses that. Yes, exactly. You know, that's, yeah. that's a great analogy as well. Man, the first time I seen you, you were um, taking photos constantly. And then, and then um, that night, I think two, three hours later, after the fight night finished, you were posting fucking, you were posting photos. Mm. I'm guessing it's a long day. 12 hours has got to be, you've got the undercard, the main card. That's got to be a 12 hour I think day. you were talking about one of those Roots and Rebellion days. And those are yeah. long fucking days, man. Those are long days. And then you go, yeah. where, do, where the fuck do you find the energy? Is it more of just it, passion? You get used <laughs> to it. You get used to it, passion for sure. It yeah. just, you, it comes down to your work ethic. I, there's no way I could have done that in my first year or my first shows. A lot of people, when they come asked me to work along shows with me you mm. can't go straight to the big shows you have to start small i'll give you an example of one of the first shows i've done was one of those peter Haddon shows out in the suburbs yeah yeah in the like dandenong stadium and i was traveling across town an hour an hour, hour and a half to get there oh, looking yep. for free um working till you know those shows they go to late 1 a.m 2 a.m finishing the shows yep. and because i was young starting out from my martial arts background i was still being humble i went home finished off all the photos and uploaded them the next day. That was the kind of work ethic I had because I wanted to make a name for myself. And now I'm, I'm a bit older. I can't really dedicate as much time. So it's a bit slow, but I still had that similar drive when I get home. I don't upload all the photos. I just do enough yeah. to get highlights, get people going. Yep. And then people know how I work these days. They know that they'll receive all the photos mm -hmm. within the next few days. Yeah. And that's how I build the hype. In the, in the early days, people just 
taking photos from your from your website and just posting them on their. Uh... They still do. <laughs> they still do. But do you find that yeah. the, 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 is that annoying to you or? You can't get annoyed at every little thing. Otherwise, you'll hate to sport. Yeah. You just, you know, you got to see it for what it is. Yeah, it can be annoying sometimes, but you got to look at the intention. Sometimes yeah, true, there's a difference yeah. between like a brand, like let's say on it, for example, using a photo, taking up my watermark, taking up the rebellion watermark and using it for themselves. They're deliberately doing it. Whereas let's say your friend takes a picture of you and posts that on their profile just to show support. And that there's a difference there. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So you learn to read the difference between that and then yeah. you just kind of move on and just appreciate that people like your work and yeah. it's shareable. Mate, you've been around for fucking years. What, how many years now in the industry? I mean, doing photography. You've been around the industry for fucking like shitloads of years, but doing photography. So you said you did your first show in 2010, 11? I started in 2010. I think my first gig was 2011. So good. Yeah. 10 years now. 10 years A now. A good 10 years. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> If you you can, know what's cool? Yeah. It's coming up to the it's coming up to the rebellion ten, 10 years. I think yeah, the yeah. first rebellion show was December tenth or December eleventh. Yeah, that was the first time of me working with Sai as well. The boys was um, the boys. Uh, Sai was just talking about that on um, the, the Muay Thai Hour. Yeah, I still listen to that. It's fucking, it, it, that's a good good little podcast. It's three. Yeah, it's just it's just three wise men just going for it. <laughs> yeah, sharing knowledge. <laughs> yep, fucking nice man. It's and good stories. That's what I like. I like I, I love a good story. But can you give yeah. me? Three moments or occasions that stood out to you, eh? Oh, or, or the, is there any juicy ones behind the scenes sort of shit? Can you give me something? Can you give me something like so, what the side is something that side did? No, I'm only joking. <laughs> oh, let me think, man. I, I don't know if you can stay as active as, as I have without burning bridges, but no, let's no, say. I'm only joking. Uh, okay, uh, there's a story. It's a, a duffel bag full of money in the back room. Oh. Wait, yeah. names? No names? No names? I won't name names. Don't know promotions. This was when I was young. I think 22. Yep. At the end of the show, I was going to get paid. Had to wait around for about an hour. And then someone led me to a back room. Someone pulled out a duffel bag full of cold, hard cash. People came in and out. People was canning out paychecks. Oh, here's your payment. Here's your payment. I was waiting there for an, a good hour. And I still had like half a bag full of money. And then they said to me, oh, we don't have enough money for you. We'll talk to you next time. And it took a lot of chasing to get my payment which took about I think a good six months or so and to me that was the turning point of how i wanted to be perceived because like i said i started off with martial arts so mm. back then i still had that martial arts mentality when working it was at that point i said that you can't you can't work like this forever you have to turn to switch to become a professional yeah you have to act more professional you know do your proper invoicing ah. have a brand name act legit and that's what i started doing which is a good lesson but because the whole yeah. money bag thing that's what you do as a fighter you know you get paid under the table yeah that kind of thing yeah, yeah but yeah, if you yeah. want to be treated professionally and get onto the bigger shows bigger gigs you have to start acting the right way to get treated the right way a, so that was a fun little lesson um so i've been doing it for 10 years now post lockdown one of i won't name the show name one of the first few shows i did after lockdown i wouldn't say i was completely rusty i still produced these decent shareable results yeah but when i was working at ringside i had a flat battery and i didn't come prepared so i think there was about three or four fights left and i think i was riding on about 10 percent left of my camera and i was shooting i wasn't shooting myself i'm like oh crap it's just another challenge to go through and it came down to my experience knowing when to capture what time things time things correctly yeah and that got me through so instead of taking like 300 shots per fight or take maybe 
30 yeah and those would be key shot because i will every sh every time i hit the shutter i was draining more and more batteries and come to the main events i think in the last two rounds my camera was flat and i had my phone with me so i was holding my camera holding my phone i was actually taking pictures on my phone because okay. i knew it was a post lockdown event i knew it was being live streamed so i had to look the part so okay yeah if you see it you'll see me pretending to shoot the camera but it was actually through my phone and no one no one knew not many people know the story well they know now mate but that's the thing though i'm I mean, gonna try and find it <laughs> now i'm gonna try and find these photos <laughs> can we name the uh yeah there's, there's been only people it was somewhere it was somewhere in the east coast in australia and the last the last cool story was the famous toby Jane, john wayne Parr event yes yes because was there, yeah. that was one of the biggest fights in muay thai australia in recent years and there's nothing yeah. of that magnitude ever since Fucking and that was, i was just yeah. fortunate to get there you know at that stage i think i was about five years in yeah i was just fortunate to be the only one there taking photos and i felt i didn't feel the weight of it till afterwards but you know i was just privileged being in the right corner the right spot where the finish happened yeah, so that was a great experience. Nice elbow, wasn't it? Yeah. I remember that elbow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I because he was coming down, bang. Yeah, that was a big yeah. night. I mean, there was a lot of um, WA people over there watching Toby, all of Toby's mates, and they're yelling out. I think I think the uh, 61 something something, it's the, it's, it's this postcode where they all grew up, and even, I remember them chanting yeah, yeah. that out, and I was feeling very proud to be West Australian. Um, yeah. Yeah, there was, um, there was can, I don't know, can we say this? There was betting between the two parties? How much, are you, how much are you talking, man? Oh, we're talking fucking thousands of dollars here, man. Wow. I, I, look, I, I can cut this out, whatever. But yeah, I remember that night. There was fucking like um, uh, Toby's group and John Wayne's pa's group. And they were just betting big bucks. Um, I think um, wow. Toby's missus at the time wanted to bet like five grand or something like that because she's got a bit of, she had a bit of cash. Um, and she said, no, you can't bet that much. I don't, you know, you bet about a thousand dollars, whatever. But there was a lot of money go, that going left going to and fro that's all i can remember yeah. that night but anyway yeah. it was it was a good night but let's segue that's a this mm. is a great segue to um you know the, you're very professional um the you organizations would have seen would have picked up on that obviously around australia promotions would have said this guy this photo these photos are great and this guy's quite professional get a good name the ufc that's is, would that be the pinnacle of your career would that would you say so let's go back how the fuck did you get a gig at the USC what, what, go through the process after the break we find out how William got noticed by the UFC and what's in store for WL Photography it started through word of mouth man like the ufc isn't like any promotion in australia like in terms of media outlets like you can't just say you want to shoot for the ufc you have to be affiliated with yeah. media groups to get a pass there and then in saying that i with all the contacts i've worked with over the years i've built great rapport yeah and a lot of my names get spread through word of mouth and mm -hmm. i think like you said people start saying the work you do and they, they verify what you do and that's how i got on like the first time the ufc came along 
I only got access to the open workouts and the weigh-ins. Yeah. And that was hooked up because back then, 2015, the IK Magazine International Kickboxer was still around. Yeah. I was doing work with them, having my photos published there. And that's how I got the connection to get a media pass to only get me to so much. Mm-hmm. And then the last year that it came around, I don't know, man. I think all the experience and people I've worked with in the last few years helped propel me to the next level you, you, to get me there. You, you were ringside. Cage side. Cage side. Yeah. Because I remember fucking watching. Who was who was on the? What was that one? Two six. Two not two six. Adesanya and Whitaker. And Whitaker. Yes, 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 yes. Poor Whitaker. Poor, poor, poor. Yeah. Poor. Poor. Hey, but still great for Australia and New Zealand, man. Like, yeah. Who would have thought that after all these years, headlined by two. Down under. Uh, look, but I think Bobby Knuckles is coming. Look, the, the 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 fights that he had after, um, the was it Darren Till, um, who was yeah. the other fella? The, the 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 next two fights after that, it just yeah, I think he's coming back up, man. I wouldn't. I, I want to see surprised, that rematch. I'm surprised to you know you you'll see, mate. <laughs> I do. You know, it's 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 like it, we'll it is it on a down low. Oh, yeah, we we'll keep that on a down low, please. Yeah, please. No, no, no. <laughs> I, look, it's like um like any any major sport. I mean, the UFC in, or MMA is now the the pinnacle of martial arts. Um, it's 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 the it's like the NFL or the AFL. It's it's where all the martial artists want to achieve, or that's where the big money is, type of thing. So. And it's what the Rathmataz is and, and whatever. It's, so. it's just one of those things where, like, the bigger the UFC gets, it's just going to it's just gonna elevate other sports as well. Like, you yeah. see, if the UFC gets bigger, mm-hmm. its rival one FC is going to get bigger as well. Mm-hmm. And what one's doing is with, you know, kickboxing, Muay Thai like and that. MMA. It's, it's just going to yeah. elevate everyone as well. But look, I, you can see in the last, say, 15 to 20 years, the explosion of, of the martial arts. Um, the, the the popularity of it, um, just people in in the gyms. Sorry, mate. There's a lot more people in yeah. gyms and everything like that. A lot more people talking about martial arts. You know, but you still get those dickheads in the in the um in the pub watching the UFC going, yeah, get underhooks, get the underhooks here, mate. Yeah, get your hands up. Yeah, yeah. Just, oh just, man! Imagine being just, at a local just, MMA show and having those guys behind you, <laughs> shouting that into your ear while you're trying to work. It's, it's pretty distracting. <laughs> But you get your good with the bad. Like I've worked across um, boxing, BJJ, kickboxing, Muay Thai, yeah. MMA. Every every discipline, every fight show has its different crowds. Yeah. And the MMA crowds, a bit of it's like a blend with all of them. I, I reckon there'd be yeah. more rednecks in the in, the, in an MMA crowd. Uh, a little bit. I'm depending <laughs> rednecks, I wouldn't sit. I wouldn't sit ringside. They'll okay. sit like in, yeah, in standing the, areas. The, they're, the, they're cool. the back areas. The back areas. But the so, nice lead yeah. areas. Um, <laughs> I want to touch on um. Your, your, your company, uh, WL yep. Fight Photography. You don't just do photography, you do designing as well? I do so. designing and branding for and a lot of the, lot of artwork for fight promotions. Yep. Um, obviously shows like Rebellion, I did the last Warriors Way artwork. Nice. Um, was that you? I've done artwork, that was me. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't try to, I don't try and push it as much, I might, I should they. I did the, I do all the Siam to Sydney posters. I did Rogue Muay Thai. I did the seventeen seventy four Muay Thai promotions in Sydney. Nice. Do you know? I've done some it? work with Dominations. Yeah. Oh, just uh, the Bla- yeah, Blair's 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 promotion or the, the yeah, yeah. yeah 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 yeah. Um, I I, I sent you an email <laughs> asking. No, I saw that. Look. <laughs> we'll talk afterwards. We'll talk afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but. Uh, WL fight photography is going really well, then, obviously. 
It's going fun, man. Like I, yeah. it's like me enjoying martial arts and fight sports through a mm. different lens. Because I've been there as a competitor, <laughs> as a pardon the pun. Martial, yeah, I've been there as a competitor, as a martial artist, as a trainer. Mm-hmm. Now I'm sort of seeing it objectively and just seeing the whole thing play out, which is yeah. kind of cool. And like, I don't, the name came to be was same thing with my my coaches Philip Lai and Dennis Kelly. They helped propel me to where I am now. They mm-hmm. said to me, "Man, after your first show, just go out there, just put yourself out, start hitting them up, get yourself a name." So I just came up with WL on the spot. At first, I didn't want to use that name because I didn't want to put my name to it. But in the last few years, I started to tie more my image, my personality into my work. Mm-hmm. And it's been cool because it helped open doors for me when I'm traveling in a state to do work for shows. I might drop in gyms to get to sneak in some training sessions. And people, people know me from my work. Yeah. They put two and two together. So it's been, cool. it's been very welcoming, you know, having that be a part of me as well. Yeah, that's good. So that is your main gig. Do you do anything else besides... Uh, one of my main gigs, I also work in graphic design, so that keeps me busy as well. Are you a graphic designer by trade? Yes, I am. Well, then you're gonna fucking yeah. do my. Then you're gonna do my logo, then, bro. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, you have great rapport with everyone. I mean, myself, um, fucking the fight crew. Is this why you started? Yeah. <laughs> is this yeah. why? You, is this why you started a, a YouTube channel? It's an awesome channel, man. Your interviews are great. Cheers, man. It's yeah. fun. I've got to get back to it. It was in focus, by the way. It's called to do. Guys, it's called in focus. In focus. In focus. Bit of pun there. Yeah. So, like the format of my podcast video series, it wasn't just like a normal conversation, because I thought after ten years, I have a lot of um, photographs and content of fighters, yeah. trainers, people in the industry, not just the once-off shop shots from someone's very first fight put a highlight and then to the retirement fight. So it's like a nice journey. And like I thought, what better way to share it and have an intimate chat than through a, a live video chat where I bring something up hmm. and I'll talk about the process going through my mind in the image and then I'll put it to them. Yeah. Because in that moment, we're sharing a little moment that only me and that person would have. So that was kind of cool. And yeah, like I said, I, you know, I managed to get some good rapport with people over the last few years. And then it was just a matter of building the story, hitting them up setting up a time and doing it and you know yourself it takes a long time to put these things together <laughs> and that's what that's what held me back from doing it again but i'll i will do it a little bit of editing yeah a little bit of editing with me it's a lot of fucking editing mate i make a lot of mistakes yeah <laughs> but a lot of research there was a, i think research a is lot just, of research you got to know what you're fucking talking about and, and and to ask the and to ask the right questions but the research comes easy when you're passionate about the sport and the questions mm. is easy when you know you are a fan of the sport and yeah. especially during lockdown when there was no shows going on it was a nice way to continue to produce content without yeah. physically being at gyms being at the shows and i think it just happened at the right time in terms of me providing something for people to enjoy mm. it was a bit of a nostalgic thing especially mm. during the first lockdown you know when, when was yeah. that? Anyway, we won't even go uh, there. Yeah. We won't even go there, mate. We won't. Yeah. We won't. I mean, that for me, that was good inspiration. You know, no one had anything to do to yeah. me putting out that thing. It was, it was just very nice. So, what's the next step for the for, for the podcast itself? <clears throat> uh, I, I had a goal to do a hundred episodes. I think I, I had a little pause at about thirty. So I'm gonna keep going for that goal. I have, believe it or not, I have a list of order names that I've got to hit up. So mm. it's just a matter of doing that. So that's going to be my main project from here mm. and just continue to do shows as I come, come to be, man. And it was cool when I was doing the podcast during the pandemic, 
obviously like, no shows were happening, but it just mm. kept my name on the radar. So when shows happened, you know, I was asked right away just to help come back on and do some work. So that was fun. I think you are the number, I think you'd be the number one thought, number one name when it comes to uh, combat sport photography. It's like, who do you we better, get? You have to say relevance. Yeah. Yes, yes, like Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah. He stays very relevant. When it comes to different disciplines, you know, uh, Muay Thai to kickboxing to BJJ, is there a different approach to taking photos? Obviously, in the styles and aspects, like yeah. some might be more faster paced than others. Like, say, BJJ, it's a little bit more slow paced. There's more downtime, there's boxing, it's a lot more faster. Yeah. And I find myself gravitating towards Muay Thai, not necessarily because it's the most exciting, but because of the culture behind it, the different aspects of Muay Thai, whereas boxing, it's quite basic, in my opinion, in terms of fight, in terms of fight photography. It's it, just explain two that. arms. It's just two arms, like, sorry, punches. It's just two limbs yeah. aiming for each other. Whereas pie boxing, there's the whole eight limbs, the techniques, the, the white crew, the whole back, the whole um, mm. story behind it. And because I'm so deep into the Australian Muay Thai culture, I know the backstories like, you might see two opponents facing each other, but I know the backstory behind their coaches. Yeah. Like their coaches might be former opponents or like student and teacher. So I'm capturing the story behind that too. And the whole, the whole scene. So there's a lot more layers to Muay Thai, whereas boxing, it's, it's just a, somewhat more flat. Yeah. Yep. If that makes sense. And like that the way sense. I, yeah, the way I see fights, I don't really keep score. I'm not good at keeping score anyway, but mm. I see it differently. It's almost like, listening to music without the lyrics or listening to foreign music like you're not distracted you're not swayed by what's going on you're just there for the action ah, because if i'm watching it as a, if i'm if i'm seeing it as a spectator you know you're more invested into red corner than you are blue corner so you yeah. can be a bit more biased but when you're working it's like listening to i don't know a foreign track you're just listening to the melody you're seeing how yep. things play out yeah and you, you have a more objective scene you are very you can take that mate. you're very you're very, I try to. you're very deep thinker you're a deep thinker mate but at the end of the day it just goes on facebook and someone just looks that up anyway <laughs> but yeah there's a bit of backstory behind that <laughs> it's a great passion for you photography is it because you you have a you play you play instruments you play music you have an artistic background is that why you think you the, your your photos come out like that is it no basic? No, I reckon it. It you're just genuine, and that just comes. It, it comes out like that. I think if you're in an artistic role for X amount of years and you're still doing it, you're getting paid for it too. Your personality comes out of it yeah. too. It says it. Yeah, I, I agree. There's an authentic approach to it, and I think yeah. why I prefer fight sports than I do other genre, genres of photography is it's it's real. It's raw. Mm -hmm. When two guys are competing in the ring, they're not posing for anything like. The expression yeah. that they're making, it's raw. Mm -hmm. When I'm capturing things, it's raw. If a fight's close, that's how I'm going to be posting the fight. I'm not going to be, even though you make friends along the way, mm -hmm. you can't be biased about how you perceive, how you represent a fight. It has to be raw. Like my mate, Tom Gaffercole, he does very similar things. Mm -hmm. He's uh, another fan of the sport, Tom from the Sentimental Bear. Like what he captures, it's raw capture of fight sports. It's not painting a nice you're painting a nice picture, but you're capturing it authentically for people like you and I to enjoy mm -hmm. and, and the outside public to enjoy as well. Because if you see 
outside photographers taking pictures of fight sports for the Herald Sun, you know, they're just going to capture the bloody aspects of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Most what I'm doing, yeah, and I think what keeps me going is I don't see many people like that doing what I'm doing. So I want to continue um, producing an authentic representation of the sport we love. Mm. Mm. You're not the only combat sports photographer out there. I think we've, we've touched yeah. on some of your some of your influences and everything like that. What, I mean, just for the listeners, who, 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 who are the, the photographers in, in Australia even that, that we should have a look at these photos? When it comes to a promotion, um, not with yeah. these lockdowns because there's got to be minimum, minimal, minimal people there. When, we, when there's a, a normal um, uh, a fight night or promotion, is there more yeah. than one photographer at the, the, at the night, on the night? Uh, I think that's the case for different states. You know, obviously, like just like fight sports and combat sports, there's uh, different regulations and yeah. uh, different promotions. In Victoria, most of the times, unfortunate to be the only one capturing it. Yeah. Uh, but I've talked to most of the photographers in Australia, like mm-hmm. Brock Doe from WA, Sharon Richards in Queensland, um, Terry Borg from Victoria as well. Yeah. Like we all talk. We all talk, man. Like there's nothing we hide from each other. That's we great. know. That's great. We know what we get paid. We know who to work with. We know who gives us trouble. So it's, yeah. it's funny. Like I talk to the guys in Perth about the shows they work on and you get some pretty cool stories from there. <laughs> yeah. I can just imagine, yeah. mate. I can just imagine the story. Yeah. Bless me. No, anyway, we digress. <laughs> we digress. We digress. So um, there's, a, there's a nice healthy, commu- uh, nice, healthy um, community that you have then. No one's hiding. Yeah, no, one's, like, no one's, no one's, no one's hiding. Yeah, I mean, oh, oh, no one's like, oh, no, fucking, I, wanna, I don't want to talk to him or give him my little secrets. Everyone's sharing and growing yeah, and the community. The people, That's what I love, The man. people I listed, they've all had, they're either ex-fighters or they have some involvement in combat sports. So they had that mutual respect for each mm, other. Mm. Whereas you know, if you have someone from the outside with no connection to martial arts, mm. they wouldn't be as receptive. So yeah, so basically every state has their photographers. Yeah, and I think it comes down to the promotion promoters mm. of how much they want to invest into that side of things. Mm. And I've just been fortunate that in Victoria, well, in the last few years, it was booming and they've always recognised the value I bring to the sport in ever in photography or design to help me have me help elevate the brand. Mm. The bigger promotions have have been in recent times coming from uh, the size size the rebellion promotions is probably one of the biggest yeah. ones in Australia. Yeah. 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 But I've seen you. I've seen you. I've seen you travel up to New South Wales, and I've seen photo- ph- photographs from other state promotions as well. So you you yeah. do get to travel. I get to travel. I've been to. I've only been on the East Coast. Well, I have been to South Australia, but yeah, mainly Victoria, New South Wales, and Queensland. Mm. And there, there, there's some wild shit up in Queensland. I remember doing a tag team for Adam King, and that was a fun experience. Tag team? Can you explain that? Tag, tag team Muay Thai, how it works what is... Fuck? Um, <laughs> it's a pair fighting each other. I can't remember the rules exactly, but you're able to run to your corner, tag your partner, and then they'll come out Look it up, man. There's some cool things. I'm gonna things. have to fucking. I'm gonna have to look. I'm gonna have to like tag team Muay Thai. Tag team Muay Thai. <laughs> and, there, and some great fighters have been on there, like um, Ben Marnie, Jonathan Alu. Oh Jesus, tag team. I'm gonna fucking. I'm gonna look that. Oh, up. you'll love that, man. That's that's gonna be your. <laughs> that's, that's gonna be your work tonight. <laughs> no, I'll be editing this, motherfucker. That's my work tonight. <laughs> so I like to bring up. I like to bring a piece of Melbourne with me to um, different shows. <laughs> like, uh, sorry, what do you mean by that? Like to bring your pizza meal from yeah. 
every show does things a little bit differently. And I think Melbourne's one of the states that sets the gold standards in terms Ooh. of production. Yeah. I'm pretty involved with the, with the size promotion, you know, seeing how he sets up the ring, sets up the whole production. Yeah. When we were like doing the yeah. show, yeah. it's a lot of work, but it's mm. rewarding at the end. We were doing a show once in Sydney, and I think one of his concerns was he wasn't able to properly represent the brand. Like at the end of the day, it's just two guys fighting in a ring, but it comes down to the people around the venue, the, the atmosphere that creates the, the brand. Mm. So he mm. wasn't sure how much of rebellion he could replicate in another state. And I think at the end of the day, he, he made it maybe 60, 70% of what it was. Yeah. And a lot of people there in Sydney, they said to him, well, this is such a great production, but you know, himself and myself were like, no, this isn't what we can do. <laughs> like in terms of the production yeah, value. I think that must be, your, it might be your imposter syndrome as well, which is a good thing, which is a good thing. Just yeah. like you're always striving to aim for, you know, be, be better and you know. You know. We try it's to. Good, it's, a, it's a good thing. Um, so, mate, this has been fucking, we've been at it for about 45 minutes, 50 minutes now. It's been fun, man. It has been fun, man. I really appreciate um your time and the, and the stories. Um, we'll have some more stories off air. <laughs> no, no, we we we'll, yeah. we're gonna talk off air, obviously, because we got we got some. I, I want I want I want to do some collabing with you for sure. <laughs> but yes. brother, man, I really appreciate your time. Um, you want to give a shout out to your instas and and uh, websites and uh, all that sort of sort of social media bullshit. Not yeah, man, if you want to stalk, if you want to stalk me, you can find me at WL Fight Photography on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, or my website WilliamLu.com.au to find some happy snaps of yourself. Yes, uh, it, it's all up there. I think I've got the biggest collection in, in Australia of guys in short shorts, so you'll find me <laughs> somewhere there. Oh fucking hell, mate! I don't know. I don't know what to do with it, man. It's all in my archives. <laughs> can you sell those, mate? Oh yeah, hold on, wait, wait. You have a book. Oh, yeah, I do have a book. I don't, don't you have, have a book? Me, but, yeah, yeah, don't you have I a do. book? It's, it's, it's all, that's what you should do with all those photos. Make a bigger book. Make a coffee tape. Ah, fucking there you go. I'm sure you've got that idea. I'm sure you know about it. I'm sure you're already thinking about that idea. Mate, send, me, send me your address and I'll send one to you. <laughs> really? No, thanks. Yeah, I'll no, send really one to you. What's, the, no, what's the book called before you go? Uh, it's just called WL Fight Photography Book. If you go to my website, yeah. you'll find it there. Mate, guys, there's some fucking awesome photos. Some of the best photos in Australian Muay Thai. Um, go grab them. Go 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 to his website. WL, what is it? Uh, my website is williamlu.com.au. Williamlu.com.au, and go and buy yourself a fucking book. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. No worries, brother. Hey, once again, thank you very much, and um, I'm sure I see you down the track. Uh, hopefully, Rebellion in December. Oh, that's a few weeks away. Ah, we, we should be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually commissioned to do the artwork for the show, so I'll be pretty busy this weekend. Yes. So yeah, expect something pretty this weekend. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you very much, my bro. Thanks for having me, man. I gave you my all and it's the things I get I still can't believe all of the things I did I still can't believe that you would leave like this Traumatized from the shit I sent in my life Welcome back Yeah, well, I did that one solo Yeah, but yeah, yeah you, 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 had, you were busy, obviously The gym's back open now yeah. and Unfortunately, the timing just didn't work out Yeah It was at work, so 
But I'm looking forward to hearing it back, to be honest. I haven't heard it yet, so. <laughs> no, it was a good one. Uh, mate, um, it was just two you know, content creators just having a chat. To like, I appreciate his work, and he obviously appreciates what we do here at at um, at, uh, at Striker Chat. <laughs> I really forgot the fucking name of our fucking podcast. At Striker Chat, it was just too. It was just, it was just a conversation. Yeah, it was. It was good. It was good. It was. It was finding out what um, what goes behind the scenes of um, what, of how he works, and yeah, yeah, it was good. But anyway, looking forward to that, mate. Thanks for joining us here at Striker Chat. On the next episode. We're going to catch up with Roy the Rebel um, and see how the boi- uh, see how the pit boys went at uh, the Muay Thai Grand Prix. And don't forget to watch that tonight. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see what his uh, his taking things are now. You know, yeah, into his full time coaching, whether the things have changed. You know, he sees things a bit differently. That'd be good to see them. So I'm actually I'm quite looking forward to this. Yeah, catching up with Roy and seeing. Obviously, looking forward to watching the boys no, it's tonight. Good. It's always good to catch up with Roy. It's always good to a uh, good chat. Our WA correspondent. Our WA correspondent. <laughs> but until then. Peace. Thanks for being Striker Chat. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget, if you're listening on Spotify, iTunes or SoundCloud, be sure to like us and leave a review. Thank you very much.